And exactly what is it that we're doing here? We're in WineCellarMedia.com. I don't know what you tuned in for, but I think we've tuned in for a little too much of uh Oh cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. Bit much. Boy, just be yourself. So maybe that. Alright, so the podcast is fucking angry, isn't it? And it's it's mostly me. But then um then I brought in uh Talk Fury and brought in uh er- Eric Hudson came along with uh Dr. Springler. And now it's just two angry bald niggas. Phoenix is in, we're all pissed. And that's like 2013 wine cellar. And the the issues are to be mad about. They are fucking horrible stories. But I I, I knew that it, I, I, w- I wasn't just going to do that all year and then keep that going 2021. You know, I, I want to do more of a love show. And I noticed uh, something like while I was already thinking about this, something on the face booze. Oopsie days. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Notifications. But um, it's a screenshot of a tweet by someone that goes by the name at Mary Sue Writer. And uh, their Twitter, like, like in Twitter, you get to have two names, right? Like you have an at name and then you have a name that's in bold. So the name that's in bold is Sarah Z. Sarah with an H. And they said, um, what's dangerous about doom scrolling is that repeated emphasis on the importance of staying informed can easily trick you into thinking that endlessly consuming bad news on autopilot is a progressive moral duty when in actuality it's the digital equivalent of emotional self-harm. And, um... I think that I could be doing that to folks tuning into the wine cellar. Like, here, fucked up shit, fucked up shit, fucked up shit. Tune in, support it. You want more fucked up shit? Go to patreon.com slash support my fucked up shit. You know, hmm. The fucked up shit will be there, and I will definitely comment on it. But my goodness, I've completely unbalanced the program. Debalanced? Is it debalanced? <laughs> Maybe so. But uh, we will move forward in a slightly different way, starting this here Tuesday morning at 3.24 a.m. I need to be in the factory. By 6 a.m., hop on the Skyjack, whoop-de-whoop, boobly-bop, preventative maintenance on this, that, and the other. I've got comrades around, comrades abound, respected in every direction, checking the pronouns, I'm fresh and ready to clown, repping every town, leaving badges in the dirt, bloody tasers on the ground, oh my dear, I found, when a piggy's out of bounds, media poisons the trough with propaganda profound, they snatching them up in Portland, headed over to the shy, bring your heat, cause bodies is about to turn cold in July, 2020's on the money, whenever there's news on, honesty at its finest, America's true form, even though it's increasingly hard to survive I'll beat my chest and flex for the most marginalized um, what, what is it that you found? Dying is when your skeleton finally hatches Oh, that's fucked up <laughs> That's not 
God damn it. That's how. Mm-hmm. I have to tolerate this nonsense. All right, let's figure this thing out. So, <clears throat> uh, we did do a little bit of Facebook Live, a company with this podcast, but there is some audio on the Facebook Live with the um, wife school huckster that the podcast audio does not have. It'll be linked to the Patreon, or you can go to facebook.com slash Media and you'll find the William J. Jackson account. The video will be there from 4 in the a.m., Tuesday morning, July 28th, 2020. I'll tell you what. All right. Taking a look at the Tennessee Lookout here. A foster care organization for LGBTQ youth launches. This is from July 13th, so I'm not really on the money with this one. Mm-hmm. Right? And this um, article is by Abby Lee Hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Credentials at the outset. Um, just months after the Tennessee governor, Bill Lee. That is his fucking name yes and when i say that i really mean his middle name is lee and the fucker go or damn is that his last name let me check oh you think his middle name is lee and that's just how he goes by to go by to be bill lee long form oh just go by billy the regular way (laughs) no tennessee govern or and this is how Okay, his last name is Lee. William Byron Lee. Oof. Okay. Oh, just go by William. You got a big-ass, giant William face. (laughs) Right? You know when a white man just has a huge fucking head. Yes, yes. It's just like, well, what the fuck tree did you climb out of, you Georgia the jungle-looking motherfucker? Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Fucking big-head-ass white man. All right. Skibby-flibby-jibby-doo. Yes. There it is. So the governor, um, William Byron Lee, uh, signed a new bill protecting gay couples, uh, prohibiting gay couples from adopting, uh, the state is getting a new foster care organization exclusively serving LGBTQ youth. Mm -hmm. I hate the way cars hit the corner right outside the house. I never know if there's a crash. Yeah. All right. So this nigga signed a bill saying y'all can't adopt folks because... We'd rather they not be adopted. Yes. Because you're gay. Mm-hmm. So that's his deal. Bill Lee. Yeah. Do you remember who that was? It was uh, an Illinois Republican who was running for office and basically, like, just flat out said that um, it was better for a child to be in uh, a physically abusive home than to be adopted by a gay couple. You remember that? Not off the top of my head. Yeah. That sounds fucking horrific, though. It yeah, if you want to pull up the awful. example and get the bastard's name out. Yeah, it was, again. A, it was a woman, too. I'm just like, oh, I See? don't know. That's why I use bas- bastard as non-binary. It is non-binary. Yeah. Um, fucking yeah. bastards. Uh, taking a look over here. Um, so these folks are True UTN, True U Tennessee. And they're in the beginning stages of opening, having just acquired their 501c3 and preparing to fundraise. Uh, The group, founded by Executive Director Stephanie Lowe, will build a group for LGBTQ plus teens and youth and uh, recently moved into their first office space. Excuse me. Now, here's a quote from Lowe. They said, um, it crushed me when my family turned their backs on me. So I can't imagine that trauma. So I 
I can't imagine that trauma as a youth, but it gets better, and being true to yourself is necessary, even in the face of hatred. All uh, right. Erica Harold. Erica Harold and yes. they they yeah. were running for um, as a Republican for attorney, Illinois Attorney General, and was Miss America in two thousand three, <clears throat> and was Miss Illinois in two thousand. And uh, during some of these beauty pageants, because they asked them questions, that was her um, comment. <laughs> so yeah. God, patriarchy is boring and consistent, mm. right? Because wasn't didn't Sarah Palin do the same shit, the beauty pageants and. Yeah. Uh, and what, like, Trumple Stiltskin, he's like, yo, check out my daughter. Yeah. Hot, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, like, Megyn Kelly is actually a very educated lawyer, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, let me see. Uh, let me um, check, yeah. check the So check the one facts of the here. questions that she had to answer at a pageant that year was, because uh, her mom was um, a social worker who put kids in foster care. And so they asked her, if you were like your mother and it was your job to place a child in foster care and you had to choose between a loving gay couple or a heterosexual couple who were known child abusers, who would you choose? And she said the child abusers. So, you no. know. And yeah, Megan with a Y, Kelly, is a fucking attorney. <laughs> and if I remember, because I remember reading about her before because I was like, what the fuck is this nigga's deal? And um, yeah, so what? Born in Champaign, Illinois. Oh, oh that's great. Oh, you know about these folks. Champaign, yeah. Oh, you're not a big fan. Oh, there's a university down there. Okay. And um, what? Well, here goes elementary school, but then um, moving forward here. Um, obtained an undergraduate degree in political science from the Maxwell School of Citizenship and Public Affairs at Syracuse University, got a JD from Albany Law School in 1995, and was an associate at a Chicago law firm in, in uh, 1996. Right, like, wrote an article for the American Bar Association. Like, when she gets on Fox, which I don't think she's on Fox News anymore. No, she's not. Yeah, she bounced with the ABC, one of the yeah, niggas. Yeah, one of the daytime shows, yeah. Yeah, Good Morning, Y'all Niggas show. And uh, when she gets up there and talks that bullshit, she knows better, heavily. Yeah. A gang of these niggas do. They're not, they're not silly beans like that, the way they act on these shows. All right, but uh, yes, back to um, this adoption story. Um, a little bit more from this article. Uh, another quote from Lowe. Once a teen lands on the streets, statistically, we have 72 hours uh, before they are willing to participate in survival sex to meet basic needs such as food or housing. Mm -hmm. In fact, 20% of all homeless youth interviewed were victims of human trafficking. Hmm. Wait a second. Are you sh what, what do you think of that? Because you you're, you're with SWAP. And, like, 20%? That seems a little high. Um, but then, again, I suppose, well, actually, okay, no, you know what? Because it says um, youth trafficking, right? Yeah. That's why, okay, that's why it's 20%. Um, because that's, like, a legal terminology. So, basically, like, any, there, it's easier to be considered a traffic victim, even if it's a somewhat consensual situation, just because of the legal age limits. So something that, like, if you were doing at 16, if you did the same thing at 25, at 16 you would be a trafficking victim, at 25 you wouldn't be, just because of your age and age of consent laws. Yeah, so, you know, like, fucking, um, <clears throat> at the last job I worked at for 12 years, 
there was some shit there that you could not do unless you were 18. Yeah. So that you could be 18 years old, considered a legal adult, and making a decision to say, yes, uh, company, I would like to be promoted to this position to work with this particular dangerous equipment mm-hmm. or tools. Like, even knives. Like, because it was a, a restaurant job. Yeah. If you weren't 18, you didn't work with fucking knives. Yeah. 17? Go fuck yourself. You can't work with knives. Yeah. You have to turn that magical number. <laughs> yeah. Because, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff like, um. so, like, for example, like, if you're living with somebody who's... Eight- 18 and like you're paying part of the rent and you're doing survival sex work and that's how you pay your portion of the rent like technically that is a trafficking situation even if that you feel like that's your best option and that's the best choice you can make under the circumstances and you don't feel like you were trafficked like legally that's still like a trafficking situation so yeah. like stuff like that because like even though we're for sex workers rights decriminalization mm-hmm. you don't want a fucking 13 year old kicked out of their homophobic transphobic parents house right going to survival sex work that's dangerous they're gonna get murdered they are gonna get kidnapped and trafficked mm-hmm. that like it, there's gonna be somebody's gonna use them to make child pornography and put yeah. it on fucking 4chan yeah. and 4chan is still allowed to exist uh like all you know the and maybe like even like awareness you know, and then they're going to, and then, oh, God, the pimps, here they come, right? The old yeah. Tariq Nasheeds, here, yeah, they're like, there's too much exploitation ready to come grab somebody. Mm-hmm. So kind of like how with that job I had where you shouldn't do this yet, even though it is capitalism, it is exploitation no matter what. Yeah. They're like, yo, you can't work with this yet. I'm like that with sex work. Yeah. Like, I don't think a 13-year-old should be out there working. 13 year old also just shouldn't be homeless also that homophobic transphobic piece of shit yep and yes so that is um notable to me also the folks over here at complex Mm -hmm. and where is my date june 29th again folks i'm not on the (laughs) money and i I riffed about this a bit in a pre-recording before phoenix kalita came in because i'm just doing the fucking angry mad teach white kids how to gangbang show and it's like i can't keep doing this so yeah like i'm very deliberately swinging the wine so like i think call it overcorrection. yeah yeah i'm overcorrecting. i'm deliberately going way hard in another direction okay i'm actually not covering um protest or police brutality at all it's specifically this so on the complex they have how homeless lgbtq plus youth are surviving covid19 mm-hmm. and this article is by dr john paul John without an H. Oh, all right. All right. Um, right. It always looks like what the? Does that mean they're not white? How does that work when you get John without an H? <laughs> I know white Johns without an H. Word. Yeah. Okay. I'm ignorant. See, folks, this is how it goes. This is what my life is really like. Um, life hasn't been easy for 18 year old Loreto Rice, I think, a native of Los Angeles. By native, they probably don't mean indigenous. They mean nigga was born there and lives there. Yes. A native of Los Angeles, they recently decided to leave their home this past April after years of mental and physical abuse. Even then, I don't think an 18-year-old should be out there. No, not really. Like, that's... And, you know, you hear about that shit with, like, um old white immigrants' families, but they weren't white yet. Yeah. And it's like, you hear that, it's just like, yeah, the Italian just stays with Ma till he gets married. Yeah. And it's just like, 
and what they're probably gonna get married 25 27 years old maybe after they've had a job for a while maybe promoted up might not be the supervisor but they promoted up they're making some more they can go get a mortgage yeah this 18 year old shit it's it, frankly it's weird yeah like you're well, like it's <laughs> yeah an intentional it's intentionally manufactured under capitalism Puh. like honestly because that's the thing is that's not how normal family unions and other places are but the goal is that you have to like have all this pressure like you have to go out you have to get married you have to get a house but it's really just basically a way to put people in debt under the guise of being financially independent isn't that that post-war shit after the niggas was getting and popping with germany yeah and then they came back and they were like all right nigga get a fucking car get a wife start cranking out some units are you fucking her raw you better be fucking her raw son yep we want some babies because yep. in the 70s, we are going to work the shit out of them. Yep. And then they're going to be so pissed off that a bunch of them are going to become bootlickers and mad at their kids, the millennials. <laughs> they had a plan. Yeah. All right? Damn. I, I Shit, I go way off the shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Keep the, keep the fucking kids at home. 18... That's weird, man. Take a go find an eighteen-year-old and look at their little mushy, incomplete face. They're not <laughs> done yet. No, they're not. That's done yet. still a fucking kid. Like their chins yeah. are still short. Like your chin is about to touch your nose. You have a little baby face. Even if you're an eighteen-year-old athlete, look at your little smooth ass. Like I'm not an athlete. But I'm pretty sure that if I were to raise my hands up and put them on an 18-year-old high school football player, he's going to fall down because he's an 18-year-old baby. All right. <laughs> be tangenting hard. All right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're babies. Damn it. Uh, they are babies. And Rise, now back to the article at Complex by Dr. John Paul. John without an H. Mm-hmm. Rye is staying at an emergency shelter in downtown Los Angeles in a single room while trying to get back on their feet. I hate that's that wording is painful. Back like, on their feet. Yeah. Why even say it? You can't get back on your feet if you were never on your feet in the first place. But okay, right on what what feet? What were this nigga's feet? In a pair of bootstraps, apparently. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, there is none of that. Like, I, I remember, like, feeling, like, like you could physically feel, like, energy went down. I could physically feel the hopelessness when um I was 17. And I had bounced out of the foster care house because I saw what they did to my biological sister. As soon as she turned 18, they handed her a backpack and 30 bucks, and she slept under a bridge that night. So, I, so when they dipped to Florida, I grew up in Washington State. I'm like, I'm not going to get kicked out at 18 on mm-hmm. the other side of the fucking continent. Yeah. So I bounced and took some work under the table, um, you know, as a little motherfucker. And um, when I, I turned 18 later that year, and it's like, I'm trying to get back in school, the under the table work. They're like, you're 18 now, and you need to go figure your shit out because we shouldn't even be paying you to do this. Sh-. Like yeah. janitor work yeah. at a train station and at a... um at a real estate firm folks uh john l scott real estate in washington state doing janitor work for them i remember uh i ran into big reggie from the foster care times and he was like hey what you getting into now and i said these words i'm in between jobs oh (laughs) oh man that just means i'm broke that's yes (laughs) I'm I'm recently 18 and broke and trying to re-enroll myself 
for my own senior year. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so continuing on with the folks from Complex. So they're staying at the emergency shelter. Uh, Rise has uh, something else to be concerned about beyond the violence they were subjected to in their previous home. COVID-9 motherfucking teen. Mm-hmm. And the ways it is further marginalizing the LGBTQ plus community. I hope I don't sound corny saying that. <laughs> right? Fine. All right, cool. Uh, right, it could get like, because you know, like that's mostly who tunes in. Yeah. Like a lot of queer, I know, I know cis white women tune in, but yeah, a lot of queer folks tune yeah. into the program and they're probably like, nigga, we know you know the letters, man. Just do the fucking story. <laughs> uh, so this is a quote from um, Rise. They said, um, I just feel really alone in the process. I'm learning that there are limited services for people like me. I feel like I am back where I was three years ago. Rise deals with severe depression and anxiety, not surprised, and worries that now, uh, because of COVID-19, it might be harder to get the care and assistance that they may need uh, should they have a panic attack or worse, be asked to leave the shelter because of their mental health problems. Oh, excuse me. I'll pull a little bit more from this article. It looks like they go into a um another young person. Jasper Fidel, a 22-year-old individual, and DJ Edwards, a 20-year-old individual, which is still young. Yeah. Right? Like, you know a few more things, right? You you actually put on your seatbelt when you're driving now. Mm-hmm. You don't have the seat all the way leaned back. Mr. fucking cool man, if you are a cis hetero man, we know you, mm-hmm. right? Um, but still, yeah, that's still that's a baby, young, yeah. Um, so Jasper Fidel, 22, DJ Edwards, 20, both former homeless LGBTQ plus youth trying to stay safe during the pandemic as they try to meet their health needs has been challenging. Quote, oh, we've all heard this sentence. <laughs> I have a compromised immune system, so I haven't been able to really go anywhere or do anything. Uh, They continue to say a little bit more. um, Yes, now we have a place, but with everything shutting down, I haven't been able to work and finding services to help us has been a struggle. Mm -hmm. So they're about to be home. Man, this is about to be... Yo, the homeless march is going to be thick. Yep. Do watch, folks. The homeless march is coming. You class privileged niggas that are sitting there already salivating about your Thanksgiving buttermilk dumplings. What? The homeless march is coming to your house. Yeah. We can smell the food. Mm. Yeah, that shit's happening. And I'm going to be the first one shot for saying it out loud. <laughs> I know Google's listening. Already fucking done told fucking uh, the, the Trump's so-called secret police. They're not really much of a secret. They didn't really care about being on camera. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing a little bit more. Uh, Dominic Morgan, um, this individual is the executive director of Black and Pink, uh, which is they're out in that Omaha. And they say that issues with homeless... Uh-oh. Whoa. Mm-hmm. All right. It's 4.33 a.m. I yawn. 
um, <laughs> issues, uh, the issues homeless LGBTQ plus uh, people face are greater now because of COVID-19 and how so many providers weren't prepared for the pandemic. Quote, I can't say that we've seen a plan that feels like it's based in prevention. Mm -hmm. The problem is that no one had a plan when there wasn't a pandemic. The work has always been reactive and funding for homeless LGBTQ youth has always been status quo. If I may, left splain. Everything under white supremacy is reactive. The yes. only thing proactive is white male supremacy. Yeah. Everything else is reacting too. We talked about this with the niggas uh, str struggle sessions mm -hmm. that we're calling the wrong people reactionary. What the fuck is reactionary about a Trump supporter? White supremacy exists. They want to keep that up and running. You're reacting to them. Mm -hmm. They're just proacting by down there in Florida, beating up a, a black man, calling him nigger and yelling all lives matter. That's proactive. The person throwing the punch is proactive like a motherfucker. Yeah. All right. What the did the, in these protests with these fucking right wing murderers? What gets hit the protester or the car? Right. The car is being driven proactively into the protestor. And even by being a protestor, the protesters are reacting. Everything is always reactive, right? Police don't prevent crime. They react to it. Yeah. Right? Fuck, what up? Oh, did you see, uh, speaking of uh, Trump rallies, did you see it? there was a march a couple days ago and they were uh, just chanting, kill the transgenders? That what? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it was like a, it was a um, an anti Black Lives Matter slash Blue Lives Matter march. And when you see that someone's whatever. racist, are you ever like, ah, oh, well, they couldn't possibly be racist and transphobic. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just always coming, right? When someone's homophobic, it's like, so uh, what do you think about these gold digging broads? Because I know you're a misogynist too, right? Exactly. Like it's, oppressive it's, people are assholes across the board. It's always a. Uh, it's always misogyny, anti-LGBTQ, and racist. Like, that is the trifecta. And you gotta wonder how many of them would even be all those things, right? Because, like, we, uh, on the left, broadly speaking, right, the big umbrella left, the left that, like, includes Hillary Clinton, right? Like, Oof. the big broad left, right? Hillary Clinton was a Democrat for the poor people, friend of the Negro, but... How was she running for Senate in two fucking thousand? I'm really feeling them gay folks. Yeah. Hillary wasn't really down with them. What are y'all doing? Scissoring? What the hell do lesbians do anyway? Like, Hillary was one of those people. Yeah. And won. Yeah. She won running on being a homophobe. So, like, that shit, just, it just be out there. I think you have to be all three, though. Honestly. Hmm. But then again, she is racist, but they yeah, learn. That's the difference with Democrats. They just learn how to lie about it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, she let Monica Lewinsky get dragged like a motherfucker. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to throw out the misogyny in there, too. Well, and it's not like she didn't know about Juanita Broderick. It's not like she didn't know about Juanita Broderick. Yeah. And that's pre-marriage. And all the other women <laughs> that he sexually harassed as governor. Because weren't there like two or three other women that came forward oh shit she knew him in college she knew him in college Ew. um 
I don't reiterate. I just iterate. <laughs> she knew him in college. Yes. All right. Um, and again, folks, uh, that's over there at Complex. I'm going to fucking link these with the Facebooks and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And this is just one that I've highlighted several times. This is not actually an article, but a uh, Los Angeles LGBT center. If you've been abandoned by your family or forced to flee your home, we're here to help. Be safe, be welcome, be yourself. They have the contact information up there. Um, and they have more information here. If you're one of the thousands of homeless, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, we're questioning young people ages 12 to 24 without a home. We welcome you as a member of the Los Angeles LGBT Center's Youth Center. And they have a short bullet list here. Member services include temporary housing or housing referrals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, showers, clothing and laundry services, education program, HIV testing and counseling, addiction recovery services, employment program, computer lab, recreational activities, art, music groups, counseling and support groups. Uh, We've highlighted this several times over the past um, two years in the wine cellar, and we'll highlight it several more times. And Covenant House, I will uh, repost this one as well. And again, like Mm. deliberately um, moving where the, uh, you know, the program is going. There's Landon Taylor. That's a hell of an MC in the archive chat space that Landon Taylor can fucking rhyme nice like that's one of those heads where like dead up like yeah land like i heard them back in the black atheist uh podcasting days mm-hmm. and um i think they actually came on um the black free thinkers program and there was like a whole cypher uh mc brooks whack ass was there everybody was in the shit and you know yeah so yeah l- yeah landon taylor dope mc there's cella loco been around uh, for years in the Facebook friends and groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the program will, like, th- every episode isn't going to be exactly this, but every episode isn't always, I can't just keep yelling at young no, white you kids cannot. about gangbanging. No, you cannot. <laughs> Y'all little niggas ain't. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, nigga, let, all right, let, let the kids protest. Really, you fucking piece of shit police pigs. Let the kids protest. Fuck you, fucking cops. Wow. Wine cellar. Why? I'm reasonable. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Swapcast. That episode yes. has not dropped yet, but what oh. can folks expect from it? Oh, um, it was mostly just a lot of uh, riffing about, um, I don't know, just... I think that's that uh, beginning when you're starting to podcast with someone and you're sort of like building off that like relationship with them. I think it's... Yep. I think we're kind of still in that phase with it, so... Folks yeah. are hearing that, and it's funny, and it, it's also like, yeah, that um, that that is amusing to me. Alexandria being up in the joint and on is is uh ill and amusing to me, mm-hmm. and then also like like the Eric Hudson and Chelsea Springler with Talk Fury, like, cause I I see them as to the left of me, right? Like I'm 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 really? getting yeah, I'm getting soft. Hmm. Them two, they start I would, talking. I would say at least one of them is not to the left of you. What Springler? No. <laughs> Eric? Eric's not to my left. I don't think so. Nah. No. I, th- I think they both are. Mm, I don't think so. See, this is what happens. Soon as soon as you mention another light-skinned nigga, Phoenix be like, what? Nah, fuck him. <laughs> what they want. The, what? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? 
That's why it took so hard to get a Mac 10 and DJ Quick collaboration. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think I I think they're to my left. Like, like I I would hear them. I'd be like, yeah, I'm I'm hardcore too, folks. You know. <laughs> yeah. So they're dope. Doing Talk Fury is interesting, but I'm also gonna start segmenting all y'all ass, all four of you. I'm gonna be segmenting the shit out of you Why? in real time. Why? Why to make your shows more coherent? Whatever. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's how the left is. We love regulation. Yeah. So I like how on Twitter what's trending is uh, that hydroxychloroquine, whatever the fuck it's called, is not an effective treatment according to the FDA. So guess what else is trending? What? Hashtag hydrochloric, whatever the, however the fuck you say it works. I can't say it. I can't <laughs> say that one. But yeah, so that was the stuff that Trump said is like can protect people against COVID. So a bunch of fucking members of Cult 45 were like... Yeah, we're going to use it because Trump said so. And now, like, this is their response to the FDA. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, whatever. I yeah. can't say it. Well, um, you, you were in medical terminology class. You just break it up by the um, conjoining vowels. I right? can't say that one. Hydroxychloroquine. I can't say that one. Yeah, just treat it like three different words. Can't say that one. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, so that's fun. All right. There you go. Well, maybe if you had a teacher that got into bar fights and had a permanently disfigured nose because she kept getting beat up like I had. That's what? real, folks. Yes, my teacher was Mrs. Ebersol, the mayor's wife, liked to go out, get hammered, get into fights. And she told, and this is her telling us, her students, <laughs> in okay. advanced medical terminology class. Because she was like, oh, yeah, you know, just get get out there and gotten to too many <laughs> fucking ill and it's like all right i go to lincoln park high school i'm having fun all, all right. right folks wine cellar media dot please be as safe as possible wherever you are end the facebook live end the podcast audio